Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Room. I'm here today with a very lovely guest. Her name is Jackie. She is a Reiki and a reflexology practitioner. She also works with access bars and Ayurvedic head massage. So it's a pleasure uh, to have you here, Jackie. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, my my pleasure. I really, um, we've only met once, I think, in person, but I really um, appreciated your energy, loved your kind of vibration, and I felt like this would be a wonderful opportunity for us to chat further and for other people to um, hear about your story and kind of how you came to be um, in this world of healing. So I guess we would start from the beginning. I would ask how did you start? Like, where where did you grow up? Let's start with that. Well, I actually grew up in South Africa. You might have recognized an accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I grew up in South Africa. I've also lived in France, and I've lived in the UK, and yeah, I've now settled in Canada for now. Mm-hmm. And what uh, brought you to Canada? Oh, my husband got a job. I swore mm-hmm. I'd never move to Canada because it's too cold and too far away. But look <laughs> at me! Look at me now! I love it. <laughs> and how long have you guys been here? Oh, we've been here oh, going on five years now. Oh, wonderful. Okay, yeah. awesome. And when did you become aware of spirit or this sort of healing um, within you? When did you really start to kind of access it? I think, you know, I think like most children, I've kind of always felt a little bit connected and empathic. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be some kind of healing person. I knew it wasn't medical. I didn't want to be a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I guess I just went through what many of us go through, a dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And yeah, came out of that after, you know, therapy um, and Reiki, actually. Reiki was a huge, huge thing in my life, but yeah. Went from black to white, if you like, yeah. Uh, so you dark were to light. receiving uh, Reiki treatments? Actually, I just heard about Reiki. Somebody I knew was doing a workshop, and mm-hmm. I decided to do it. And, yeah, it was a weekend workshop. So it was in the kind of mid-'90s. So it was quite a while ago. It was in South Africa. Right. And, uh, yeah, I really just felt incredibly, incredibly connected. It was like, oh, this is who I am. Right. It was extremely powerful for me. And I came out of that and just cleaned up my life. You know, I knew who to say no to and it was easy and got rid of the the heaviness that was hanging around me very, very quickly. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. Transforma- transformational experience. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And, and I also, you know, kind of came in contact with uh, Carolyn Miss and Louise mm-hmm. Hay and really saw how the mind, body and spirit was connected and I guess I could, yeah, it just gave me clarity. I could really see how things were connected and how there was so much more than just us in, you know, this physical body. Right. So started with your Reiki, you know, attunement. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading up and I saw that you had um, also other experiences, different places with your education. So would you share about that journey, like all the different places that you've you've learned and, and what you've kind of, what you've gained from it? Yeah. So I, I suppose the Reiki kind of stayed with me for a while. Um, I never practiced it professionally. It was a little bit too woo-woo at the time. Um, and I moved to London. Um, yeah, I kind of practiced on friends a little bit. Um, I worked there, but it was more about 
that was, London was more about partying and meeting my husband-to-be. Um, and we then moved to France because he's French. And when we were in France, I had an opportunity to study whatever I wanted to study. Um, and I had the funds to do it. And I chose to do reflexology. For me, it was a way of, uh, of being in the healing arts without being too woo-woo, I guess, because I knew that Reiki wouldn't fly in France at the time. And I thought Reiki uh, reflexology was more kind of proven, so it would be easily accepted. And then I could bring the Reiki in slowly, kind of sneak it in the back door, if you like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did that. And I actually, I did it with the International Institute of Reflexology in London. So I'd fly to London from France. Um, and I chose that one because it was the best school available. Um, so that was oh, 2007, something like that. I've been doing this for a while. Wow. And, yeah, it was a real struggle in France, I have to say. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Right, to, get, to put yourself out there. To put myself out there. I lived in quite a small town, and um, I found that where I lived in France, um, faith healers who would heal warts or um, heal kind of possessions, you know, that kind of thing, you know, a little bit more superstitious. Those were completely acceptable healers, mm -hmm. but something like reflexology and Reiki was not. I had a kind of couple of very strange experiences with that where I was called a witch. It was very exciting. Do you think it was very to do with um, religious beliefs and stuff? In I terms? think so, yeah, and just the unknown, right? It was something new, so how could it possibly work? Whereas the faith healers are traditional and had been around for centuries, so it was completely part of the culture. Yes. Do you think that it's changed now? Like if you were to go back to France now, do you think that there would be a, a different kind of receptivity? I believe so. I believe it really mm -hmm. has changed quite a lot. And reflexology is more mainstream. People are talking more about Reiki and mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. So for those, I mean, most, I think most listeners do know, but would you explain a little bit about what, what reflexology is for those that don't know? Sure. So Reflexology is basically based on the principle that there are areas in your feet and your hands and your ears and actually on your face as well that relate to the different parts of your body. So when somebody is using the special technique, it's not it's a little bit more than a massage, it can actually affect other parts of your body. So it helps bring about balance. Mm. I've experienced um, reflexology in the past and I found it very, very relaxing. Yeah. Like I just it's I deeply relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Just some of the best meditative experiences mm -hmm. I've had um, have been, you know, while receiving a, a reflexology treatment. Um, and then, what would you say for for uh, reflexology and Reiki? What what would be the greatest challenges? Do you think in that work? I mean, obviously, in France there was that mm -hmm. um, sort of stigma. Um, but anything else that you would say has been, you know, a challenge or you know, some something you had to overcome? I guess probably the fact that everybody wants healing, a cure right now. Mm -hmm. So it's about patience and it's uh, important. Like for me personally, uh, it's quite hard not to take on the role of wanting to cure and make everything better, be that kind of savior person um, that I think a lot of healers want to be. Um, and just to and and for the client as well. The client is, you know, everybody wants to go in and feel better afterwards right away and have all the things fixed. Um, and and it's a long process sometimes. And sometimes the healing is in a place that you didn't expect it. So it's about, I guess, letting go and just trusting that it's getting the work's getting done. 
just mm-hmm. maybe not in the way that you think it's, you know, you expect it to go. Right. And do you find that lots of times clients will come with a physical ailment mm-hmm. and actually you'll find that the root very much is emotional or energetic and that's kind of where the healing occurs? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it can be quite unexpected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it because, you know, we're not just these physical beings and we hold all sorts of things in our bodies, yes, but yes. you know, the healing can be on all sorts of levels and sometimes we're not aware of which level is going to be healed or mm-hmm. and maybe we don't need to know. Yeah, that's another thing I've had to let go of is like, you know, trying to find what that thing is, but maybe it's just about letting it happen. Right. Well, it reminds me of, you know, the same kind of process as we would do with a reading where, you know, we, we do have that need, you know, to want to sort everything out for mm-hmm. them. And sometimes it's about that's well, most of the time, I would say it's about surrendering to what's going to come through. What is spirit actually wanting to impress upon, impress upon us and giving sort of that faith over, you know, that, you know, this will be what it's meant to be, you know, so whatever comes of each healing mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be, you know, trust. So, it's all about trust, yeah, that, that trust in, you know, us having that trust in, mm-hmm. um, you know, God or the universe source, whatever you want to call it. And then also the, the client being able to have that trust within us, right. To, to allow. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I could definitely see how that would be. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of pressure if somebody comes and yeah. they've got a lot going on and they've got, um, you know, sometimes people come and it's just like, this is their last attempt. Like they just, they've tried lots of different things. Desperate. Yeah. And so they're just like, just do something, you know, just please help me some way. Yeah, um, so I could see that. Um, what about the other stuff like the access bars? How did you kind of come across that healing modality? So access bars kind of fell into my lap, really. It was a colleague who spoke to me about it and I thought, okay, well, I want something new. This might be it. <laughs> so I'm always, you know, I, I want to do, I'd want to do everything. I want to be able to be everything. And so I very often, start things and maybe don't get quite to the end because, well, actually it wasn't that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, access bars um, has helped a lot of people on the brink of depression or unable to shift things in their lives. And it's a very simple, very simple modality. Also very, very deeply relaxing, but I've, I've seen people's lives shift quite drastically using it. So it's it's really interesting modality. Terrible name, but really interesting modality. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so um, would you say that you do most, is it a combination of things? Like do people know when they come that they want the access bars or is it something that you kind of So people always book for whatever they want and we'll talk about the different options. I do also chat on the phone if they need to find out a little bit more about, you know, for example, access bars, not everybody knows about it. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, they might need a little bit more information about it. Um, mostly people book exactly what they want and then we go from there. Sometimes they find out about something else and we add to it. Very, very popular at the moment is a combination of reflexology and Reiki. So I do mm-hmm. the Reiki se- a reflexology session first followed by Reiki. And that's been really powerful because during reflexology, people tend to talk a little bit and they can get, you know, kind of get the talk therapy going as well um, as the the physical and then by the end of a reflexology session as you said you're deeply relaxed and I found people do not want to leave at the end of the no, session no. <laughs> I remember Lorraine uh, was my um, 
practitioner that I was seeing for mm-hmm. reflexology, and she, every time she would say, "Okay, Melissa, it's time to come back," I was like, "No." <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've had a few a few people yeah. refuse, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I have to pry them out. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but it's it's a wonderful thing to give to yourself, and I'm always really curious about different modalities because in my mind you know I think that whether it's with your words or with it's your with your energy access bars massage reflexology reiki theta healing you know whatever it is we're all really working on the same kind of mm-hmm. project you know and this That's is just really, a tool yeah it's, uh, to, different tools yeah to bring that light and to bring that love and to bring healing mm-hmm. you know so I yeah, I'm always curious. I'm like you. I always want to understand and know more. Yeah, want to know um, it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what would you say? What inspires you in your life? I guess the main thing that inspires me is being surrounded by people who really follow their hearts and who lead with their hearts, and they do all things with love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit sappy that way, but yeah. Oh, I am too. I, love <laughs> I get it. Um, and, I lo- and I love it when people are open to new experiences and they can see things from a from a different point of view. And I just, I get excited about all things spirit and, yeah, just. Mm. Well, I was going to say, I mean, usually most, I would say most healers, when they discover healing and they start working with healing, it, it's almost like a, a side effect of that is mm-hmm. really tuning into your own intuition. You know, all of these healing modalities are extremely intuitive. Um, and also I would say for you, spirit's been with you since you've been a young child, you know? Mm. So I, I wonder, you know, about the mediumship aspect. Is that something that you've been interested so in? I have done a bit of mediumship development and mm-hmm. like, if I could do that every day, I would, um, mm-hmm. life's just kind of got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, spirit, kind of knocks on the door every now and then and says, oh, remember me. And, you know, <laughs> when I'm doing my Reiki sessions, I very often get names of people in spirit come up and mm-hmm. uh, all little messages. And I'm always surprised when the person actually says, oh, yes, I know who that is. Or, like, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> it's so I've stopped questioning myself too much. So, I, you know, I'll always ask, is this appropriate? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll know if it is because, it, you know. It'll just keep repeating in my in my head. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's beautiful because I know for myself, I started readings and then um, dabbled in in Reiki and different healing, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual healing and stuff. And I love it. Um, what I love, I love is trance healing. Like that's something mm-hmm. that I think yeah, that's something but, that appeals to me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. But when I see students who start off as healers, you know, they they work with Reiki or whatever. And then they want to bring in the mediumship. I'm always really amazed. And it seems very beautiful because what they do is basically they're already in that kind of surrendered space. They're in this very, I don't want to say passive, but it kind of is. You're receptive, Open, right? Yeah. Receptive to the energy. And then what happens is spirit almost sees this opening and it's very authentic and it's very natural mm. the way that that link kind of happens. Whereas when you're just only working with um, mediumship on its own, sometimes it can feel very much like you're put on the spot, you know, so you're right. kind of sat there and it's like, okay, do it. You know, like, you still, you still have to get to that yeah, place. Exactly. Of being, uh, yeah. Who's yeah. there? Who, who, who's with this person? You know, and yeah. it can, 
a Uh pressure cooker for some people. So I always think, oh, it's lovely when people um, work with with healing and then it just kind of comes through and there's no pressure. You know, they're doing their healing session. And if spirit comes through, great. If spirit doesn't, it's okay. The person isn't expecting, you know, they're not expecting of it. So sometimes I think it's a nice way for people to develop really naturally without the pressure. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'll take that. I'll take Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. interested to see where it goes. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal because I do feel that um, spirit really sees that light. You know, it's almost like they get that bit of a notification, like, oh, this person's open. Mm -hmm. Let's um, let's see what she's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and they'll, they'll come and offer you some pretty amazing information that way. And I think I've, I've kind of noticed if I'm more present as well and kind of like I, I remember to connect as well. That kind of amplifies everything as well. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. What about the most rewarding? What would you say is the most rewarding part of your work? I would have to see, say it's that look of bliss on people's faces after a session. I really love that. I really, really love that. Um, I obviously love hearing how clients have, you know, experienced less pain or been able to manage the anxiety or depression better after sessions. Um, but just that that bliss and lightness that people have, it's kind of like they, we say they, they grow roots, they're grounded, but they grow wings at the same time. It's kind of, you know, they're light but grounded at the same time. I really enjoy seeing that. I love that. I love the balance of that too. Mm. So yeah. many people want to be in that high, high vibration mm-hmm. and don't want the grounding. But I think that the grounding is so necessary. Yeah. So it's something of that, yeah, that beautiful balance of having that connection to the earth, but at the same time being open to the etheric, you know, and open to this possibility, you know, the mm-hmm. wonder of it all. So, yeah, that would be absolutely magical. Too. And also just being in their bodies, you know, it's a really mm-hmm. nice feeling to be completely in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, connected, but in your body. Because we oh, have to be in our bodies so. too. Yeah. Well, I find Unfortunately. That with, <laughs> yeah, I find that with um, my own experience and then also with students that once we get kind of, you know, spiritually minded and we're really on our path and we're developing, lots of times we forget to come back to our bodies. We forget to, to come back to ourselves. Yeah. It's all go out into you know we're, we're living a lot of the time in that upper realm we're kind of in in spirit mm-hmm. all the time and so I find the most powerful tool that I've given myself is to come back and actually be physically present that is like I, a reminder mm-hmm. I have to give myself often I, I think I think well I can speak for myself but I sometimes feel like if we if I, I'm afraid of being in my body because that means I'll be less connected but it's it's really not true Right. It's that kind of like, well, if I'm more present and more in my body, well, I'll be less connected. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's really, not true. yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's really both, you know, you kind of need to have both. And the more grounded I find you can be, the more precise and accurate you can actually get with the information that mm-hmm. you're receiving, um, which is beautiful. So yeah, we don't want to be floating through life, you know, even no. though it does feel, it we does do, feel, but we don't. Yeah, it does <laughs> good i have to admit um but yes we are here for also a physical purpose Mm -hmm. human purpose um so yeah so that's important what about um the holidays are coming up so any traditions or anything spiritual that you like to kind of do around this time of year to be honest for me it's about just being quiet and silent and taking time it's really that is the most important thing for me i don't have any kind of necessarily rituals or anything but just that time to breathe 
Yeah. Are you taking some time off? Or are you going to have some? Time yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, almost two weeks off. So. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. nice to have that. It, I find towards the end of the year, everything is kind of, yeah, we quiet down. We kind of, you know, our, especially this year, we are kind of being <laughs> more, um, you know, at in home. And so yeah. there's this feeling of that, yeah, just that, you know, sense of reflection mm. and looking forward and it's exciting to look forward to uh, a new year I think especially for we have high hopes for 2021 yes yes that's right um what about authors or um speakers I know you mentioned uh, Louise Hay and Carolyn mm-hmm. um but any anyone else that you would recommend or that you've you found really helpful in your in your I really I really really enjoyed Michael Newton Journey mm-hmm. of Souls. If you've read that, that's a, a really it was a remembering for me when I read that book. Cool, I um, haven't, but I've heard of oh, it. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, I also really, I'm really enjoying Lee Harris and Anita Morjani at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I listen to a fantastic podcast called Inspire Nation. Uh, Michael Sandler, and he is uh, just very down to earth, and he interviews all sorts of people on spiritual paths and authors, and I really enjoy his style of interviewing as well. So yeah, I really, and that's probably the one, along with your podcast, is the other one that I listen to. Oh, I'm so glad! I'm glad that you. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I try not to listen to too many, otherwise I don't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I have been listening to podcasts for a couple of years and I find that it's such a good way for me to actually get cleaning done because yes. I divide myself. Mm. So if I'm like, okay, I want to listen to this podcast, I put it on, it gives me four to five minutes to an hour, I can get some stuff done. Um, I also listen to them in the car, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. But I started you. listening to them at night um, a while ago to try and you know, as I'm falling asleep mm-hmm. and I realized I have to listen to the boring, like once I have yeah. to subscribe to ones that are boring that I don't actually find that I'm interested in. And those are the ones I listen to, to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> otherwise I'm too intrigued and I yeah. stay like if, yeah. I can't fall asleep if I'm interested. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, what would you say for developing intuitives, developing healers, any advice, what would you, what would you tell them? Just do it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. don't question it. Just do it. Yes. Yeah. We spend so much time umming and ahhing and should I, shouldn't I, and procrastinating. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Even love if it's that. a very small thing and you might start with one thing, but it'll lead to another, to another, to another. And to, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic journey. I wish it for everybody. It's beautiful. And I, you're so right. You know, I think so many times we hold ourselves back and we wait sometimes for the perfect timing or mm-hmm. we, think we have to be perfect before we can even start to share what we know. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the point. You know, so you start where you are. Yeah. Um, how did you make the transition from giving like healing to friends and stuff to actually then turning it into your uh, business? Um, so that happened when I was in France. Um, I was lucky enough in that at the time my husband had a very good job and was earning enough money that I could really just do it on the side while I was raising my two young kids. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very difficult for me to kind of launch into it. The difficulty was keeping it going. Um, and every now and then I'd think, oh, I just can't do it. It's just so hard. In France, I had to educate people as to what it was, as 
well as trying to almost like pull them in. Um, and every time I tried to give up, I'd suddenly have a full schedule. <laughs> yeah. So I had to listen to the universe and say, okay, well, I'm supposed to be doing this. And yeah. I find too, sometimes we're put in those situations because there's a need for it. Mm. You know, obviously, you were educating people and showing them a brand new way of mm. that healing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure you opened a lot of minds and sort of planted seeds. Yeah for people in that space. Yeah, the same thing happened when I when we moved to Canada. I wasn't actually going to go back into into any of the healing arts. I was going to get a a boring job, an office job and earn some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and people just started literally knocking on my door. I was like, "Oh, okay. All right then." And then an opportunity op- you know opened for me at this at the fantastic clinic that I work out of, Strawberries and Sunshine. Mm. And uh, yeah, never looked back since. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. And it's sort of, you know, one of those things where had you doubted or too much or had you, mm. you know, in fear around it, you know, think of all of the experiences that you would have missed, um, mm. you know, and all the people that you, you wouldn't have, you know, probably oh, yeah. in contact with. You yeah. know? It does Very take lucky. that yeah. courage. courage. It, does, it does. Yeah. And sometimes it is scary. Don't get me wrong. But, you know. Mm bite the bullet and do the thing. And I love it when I'm in it. It's just like, I'm in my my place, you know? Yeah. Well, and I also think that um, there are probably, you know, past life experiences that um, do play a part. You know, I know for myself, I I feel that I've, and it's actually a lot to do with France. I feel super connected to Mm. England, Ireland, all all those, you know, areas. But um, yeah, this this connection to having been a healer, having been you know working with spirit, work, working as a medium, and being so ostracized, you know, basically yeah. just uh, you know outcast, you know, really. So I think sometimes when we have that as a soul memory, um, even if we don't have a conscious memory of it, when we go to do that in this life, it can feel very daunting because of a lot of reasons but also because of that you know we've been absolutely crazy or labeled you know of the devil or yeah (laughs) and then we start doubting ourselves and it's just it's a mess really yeah Mm. but I mean now I feel at this time especially we need all the healers we need people to be awakened and it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone has to do it for a living but just Mm -hmm. to bring that healing um, into their own lives and to extend it really comes down to love and kindness you know that's absolutely the, the, the basis you know yeah. so as much as we can you know so I find um, the things that you post on your Instagram I love I love the energy behind it and I love the sincerity and that's why I really felt like oh I feel like we have the same kind of um outlook or the same kind of identity yeah Yeah, to to bring that you know to bring people to that place and I think too most most people who embark upon the spiritual path as beautiful as it is it's also it can be extremely painful it can be difficult and I feel that um we have something to offer because we have each gone through Mm. that dark night of the soul we've been to a place of pain or some kind of suffering and so now we have this ability to understand and also to shed some light because we've you know come through it and and we can be the guides or the person who holds the hand or Mm -hmm. you know offers a shoulder or an ear or you know encouragement encouragement Mm. and being able to hold space and I think Mm. that is something that not a lot of people actually understand but when you do it it's it's the most 
I think, the most beautiful, profound mm. gift you can give to someone. And I also think that everybody has some, you know, I used to think that I had to do it all and be the very top intuitive medium or the whatever that offers everything and can fix everything. Yeah. And I just realized over time that we each, every, every, every single one of us has something to offer and we can all do our little bit. And that's what we do. We don't have to just because we're not that top person doesn't mean we don't have anything to offer. We just do it at our whatever level or however we can. And also that the right people are, mm-hmm. you know, connected to the right people. You know, there's a sense of, you know, the people that might see me f- for some healing might be different than the ones that would see you. But mm-hmm. I do feel that spirit does orchestrate that very well. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. you know, we, we find um, the people that we can help. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's a it's an energetic match it's an energetic yeah. connection that takes and what what works for one person at one time won't work for them maybe a year later or that's you know it. and that's what i say to my clients as well for this time this is where you're at and this is what i can help you with and maybe in a few weeks or a few months or whenever i might not be that person anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's it because we, we are changing evolving all of us and growing into in different ways mm-hmm what would you say for just everyday living, any kind of practical tips that you would give to somebody like with your, from your experience with all of your different modalities, anything that you feel people should know? I think I really like it when people take time for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And whether it be for a session like, you know, reflexology Reiki or a reading with you or, a walk in the forest or sitting staring at some water or whatever, just to take that time for yourself is is probably for me the most important. I agree. You know, all the all the healthy eating and the exercising and all that we know all that stuff, but that's kind of another to do it's like on your to do list. Whereas mm-hmm. taking time for yourself, I don't feel like it should be on a to do list. It's a thing you do. It's like right. part of your you know, important for your being I think so, because there's just so much demanded of us and of our time and our attention and our energy. And the only way I find that I can replenish is that if I do have that time and mm-hmm. I find the older I get, the more I value silence. Yes. Silence to me is mm. just so amazing. The best. I'm with you on that one, especially when you've got kids. <laughs> I think just because my I, my living, I make my living just talking and Mm -hmm. I love I mean I love to talk I'm a communicator but after after a while I'm like I just need quiet I don't Mm. need using my voice I don't need to be hearing anything I just need to be sitting and it's as simple as inviting spirit to just come and sit with you you know for me that's literally uh, that that's a my most sort of Mm -hmm. amazing spiritual practice and it's the easiest thing but um making the time and really dedicating that time sometimes can be difficult without making it a thing on your to-do list yeah just naturally kind of okay and I could feel it coming you know I can feel if it's Mm -hmm. been you know a, a certain point in my day and I haven't taken that so I started this thing where when I wake up before I get out of bed I just put my hand on my heart and I'm just either saying a prayer or I'm just thinking about gratitude before I even get out of bed. 
And then when I go to sleep, it's just an easy way for me to sort of remember. Um, I'll just do the same thing and I'll kind of like put out my, you know, the energy that I want to give out to the world. And then I'll also call my energy back to me. You know, Mm. so sort of this like. I really like that to close off the day. Mm. mm, Just to come back to yourself and kind of like open your day and close the day, you know, open the energy and close it up. Um, So, yeah, so that's just something I think that whatever works. And especially if you can't find time to meditate or do something like that, that just those small things can be huge mm-hmm. in, in yeah. a day. Mm. Well, there's, yeah, and there's so many different seasons of life, you know, so there was a time where meditation was like twice a day for me and it was mm-hmm. like a very rigid, dedicated, like this is, this is my practice. Mm-hmm. And then there's other seasons of life where it's like, that's just not going to happen. You know? yeah. so, I'll um, just snatch five minutes if I yeah. can. <laughs> and, you know, and you sort of have to make it work. And I used to feel very guilty about it if I didn't meditate every day. Mm-hmm. And then now I realize that there's different ways or different forms yeah. of that, you know, meditative experience. So definitely going for a walk, especially just like, in a place that's beautiful that inspires you and preferably alone yeah that is that is very very healing and i would Mm -hmm. count that as like a meditative experience Mm -hmm. i used to do a wonderful thing when i was in france that i really enjoyed um in france people the people that i knew anyway and generally they don't take their shoes off very much Mm. not even inside not even socks inside it's really like from shoes to slippers if you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did this uh, barefoot walk meditation with them. So I'd take a group of people out and I had a little circuit of about 20 minutes that went through a little rocky bits, a little bit of a stream. It was in this beautiful little forest. And we'd do it once and we'd chat about what we were feeling. And it was all very strange for, for the people to be walking barefoot, especially outside. And mm-hmm. then we'd do it a second time in silence. Oh, And then a, a third time we do it, oh, we did it three times. The third time, I think we spoke about what we, as we were walking, we spoke about what we felt the second time in silence. It was really powerful. Yeah. I love Again, that. that grounding, that grounding connection thing. And Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try that with a group mm. of mine, I think, because uh, for me, I haven't worn socks probably since I was a teenager. Like I, I cannot put socks on my feet. Uh. And I cannot wait to take my shoes off when I get home. It's like I'm barefoot, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're my kind of lady then. <laughs> just like, and my my feet are very much like they show it because I've got like, you know, like kind of like callousy, kind of like mm-hmm. rocky. And every time I get a pedicure, they're like, oh. <laughs> I, I just can't with the socks. And we the call feet. that a second sole. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and to me, it's just like, oh, to be able to feel your feet, like feet mm-hmm. in the grass to me is oh, just like that's, that's, that's a heavenly feeling. Yeah. Um, so that would be so cool. Yeah, I'd love to do it, especially in silence. I never yeah. thought about like a silent walk. With, what was really powerful is to do it once, it, you know, talking and about what you're feeling and kind of mm. just going through the thing because everybody needs to talk about what they're kind of experiencing, especially if it's new. Mm-hmm. And the second time in silence and – uh, I found that people actually closed their eyes for part of it if they knew, you know, that they weren't going to fall over or anything. It was, yeah, it was, and they'd go much slower and feel things very differently. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a little bit of an experiment that you can do with people. I love that. I love that. Well, what is your favorite place that you've you've ever been? Where do you where have you felt most connected, like in your life spiritually? It would have to be a place in South Africa called the Cedarburg. And Ooh. it's very, 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 very old mountains, very quite barren, with beautiful rock formations. 
and it's just one of those places you go to and oh, just you feel the the ancientness of earth and you feel really really connected yeah i love it it's yeah my most favorite place i've got a lot of other very nice places i've visited but that one is probably my my soul kind of place mm-hmm. and is that close to where you grew up or is it uh distant? um it's a couple of hours from where i used to grow up yeah. i grew up sorry yeah I see. Wonderful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a place that I'd love to go. I'd love to to experience South Africa one day. Oh, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Beautiful no, country I, with beautiful I, people in it. Mm-hmm. I met, uh, when I was at the college in England, I met uh, lovely, two ladies that were from South Africa. Oh, yeah? Just Yeah, they were delightful, lovely, lovely people. Um, yeah, and I love the accent. I love it. <laughs> It just makes me happy when I listen to it. Well, that's good to know because I'm a little tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, I, I'm such, I love any kind of accent. I always love to sort of see if I can, um, if I can mimic it. You know, like I, I oh yeah, do that. And I don't know if it's because spirit, um, something to do with working with spirit. And sometimes they'll have me, um, if I am bringing spirit through, that it does, you know, from a different place, or they mm-hmm. spoke language not English um they'll have me almost use that kind of accent or that kind of intonation just a little bit or the inflection that's interesting it happens sometimes without I mean if I was aware of it I think it, I would be too self-conscious and it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. but just because you're in it and it just kind of happens it's it's interesting mm-hmm. um, but yeah I've always been curious about accents um <laughs> so I mean anything else you'd love to share anything you want people to know before I I let you go um, I just want to wish everybody a wonderful, happy holiday season. Just, you know, take the time to be with your families and try and find some of that silence, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really yeah. beautiful. Best beautiful. wishes for all sorts of exciting things for next year. <laughs> that's right. And where can people find you on, uh, on social media? So I'm on Facebook, uh, Jackie Reflexology and with a sign and, mm-hmm. and then I'm on Instagram, Jackie underscore Reflexology underscore and A and D. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, I really thank you for agreeing to come and chat about your work and your experiences. And um, yeah, just thank you for, for your beautiful energy. Well, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. And I, I really do enjoy your podcast. Oh, so yay. Oh, thank so you. I'm really pleased. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will um, wish you guys all the best. Enjoy your day or your evening whenever you're listening. And, um, yeah, I would say just uh, take care of yourselves and we'll take care of each other. So we'll talk That's to you. Love thank to you. all.